0: This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Howdy, everybody. Happy Thursday. Or as Harvey wanted to suggest before the show, should we call this an overreaction Thursday? Because we had the Nick opener last night. I guess we had the net opener too. But the Knicks are going to be at the forefront of our conversation tonight. Of course, well, you know, do you guys want to call it an overreaction Thursday? Be my guest. I'll play along. I'll play your reindeer games. Why not? It is the Dan Grasso Show on this Thursday, ninety-eight seven ESPN, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That is the telephone number we are taking you right up until, or I should say, thereabouts, maybe like eight forty, somewhere around there, because then we're going to turn things over to our pal Don Lagrica, who is going to get you ready for the Ranger and the Edmonton Oilers tonight. There you go. Kenny and Dave will be on the call, so we'll hand things over to Don in a couple of hours. We've got about two hours to work with tonight, right? Not too bad. We'll make the most of it. Tomorrow we'll have our Football Friday, but tomorrow is an abbreviated Football Friday. We only have like one of those quick half-hour things, which means lightning round on the phones. We got our NFL picks in. So tonight we're going to try to make the most of it here. We'll do some NFL. Buttle's going to come on tonight instead of his usual spot tomorrow because we don't have much of a show tomorrow. So Greg will join us at 8 o'clock to talk a little New York Jets. Tomorrow the World Series starts. I know that nationally which I guess you can include New York into that since it's not either Texas or Arizona. Nationally, it's probably not going to be too big of a draw, but you know what? I find this matchup intriguing. I'm a big baseball fan, and it's the World Series. So C.J. Nitkowski will join us later to do a little World Series preview, and C.J. knows one of these teams as well as anybody because he is the television analyst for the Texas Rangers, the American League champions, so we'll do a little baseball with C.J. later on, plus all the Jets and Giants as we are now just a few days away from a big game for both of these teams. Can the Giants capitalize on that victory they had last week against Washington? Can the Jets come out of the bye week with a little gusto as opposed to what we've seen from them in the last couple of years? Robert Sala changing up the schedule this week to see if, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit of a different result moving forward. So all those things are on the table, of course. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. But we got to start with, as my pal Harvey said, an overreaction Thursday. Because last night, right here on this very radio station, we all listened to the Knicks season opener and one that. Well, there was no bing bong last night. You know, it had its moments, right? It wasn't great. It had a little bit of excitement there, especially in the fourth quarter when the Knicks finally got a lead under their belt. It took them a while, and look. They probably were thankful that they weren't down by any more than a dozen. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the dozen was the biggest deficit they faced there in the first half because they started the game woefully shooting from the floor. Woefully. oh for their first seven. I think they were like two for their first 12. They they could not make a shot. And it was kind of a sign of things to come because when they needed it the most, they really couldn't muster any sort of offense. Now, look, I think that it was a hell of a test out of the gates. I think that that has to be agreed upon. I don't care what side of the fence that you're root on, right? You play the Boston Celtics week or game number one of this NBA season, you're going to know right off the bat what you got. Because this is a Celtics team that clearly is in a championship-robust mode. Anything less than a title, I think, would be a disappointment for this Boston Celtics team. That's why this team was put together. That's why they went out there and they signed Kristaps Porzingis. More on him a little bit later on. That is why they went out there and they made the move a couple of weeks ago to bring in a proven winner and a damn good player, too. Maybe even underrated in Drew Holiday to go with their all-NBA performers in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So you know what you're in for. When you're going up against the Boston Celtics, especially right out of the gate. Now, if you want a glass half full spin on the game last night, I'll give you this. Remember a couple of years ago, the Knicks opened the season against these Boston Celtics at Madison Square Garden, coming off of the playoff season. And that was a thrilling game. It was an exciting game. And it was a game the Knicks won, right? I think it even went to overtime. That was when Evan Fournier had a freaking crazy game. Remember Evan Fournier? He's still on the team. He collects a paycheck. So the Knicks won that game, but they had a disappointing season, right? That's when things kind of fell apart a little bit. Randall had that nightmarish campaign, and there were questions about, well, is it time to move on from Tom Thibodeau? And then in comes Jalen Brunson. And then last year, everything is right with the world again. They're back to the playoffs. Randall's good. Brunson's great. They win around and then come up just short against the Miami Heat. So you want to take that glass half full? The year you beat the Celtics in the opener, things didn't work out. Now you lose to them. Maybe you look yourself in the mirror a little bit more and say, all right, we still got some work to do. And look, this might be basketball 101. This might be like rudimentary basketball conversation. But you know what? The words still ring true as far as I'm concerned. And you could teach this. You can preach this if you were coaching a fourth grade basketball team. If you don't make your free throws, you ain't going to win. Okay? That holds true, especially in the NCAA tournament and college basketball. Those games are generally decided at the free throw line. You miss free throws, it's going to kill you. And that is exactly, to me, what happened last night at Madison Square Garden. Now, I understand there were different factors, and we will get into them all. But when you talk about a game that had a small average margin of victory, defeat, whatever, four point ball game, when you look at the stats and you see one team miss 12 free throws and the other team miss four, You don't have to be a genius to figure out where this one went wrong for the Knicks. They have to, have to improve on their free throw shooting. I don't care if they have to set up a little hoop on the airplane down to Atlanta to kick off this road trip tomorrow night. They should be shooting free throws even with a Nerf ball on the plane because it's got to be better. You're 14 to 26 from the line. Let's say you cut those in half. You missed 12, let's say you missed 6, and they were 20 of 26. Knicks win the game. Knicks win the game. Little things like that, and, you know, as a game is unfolding and the misses start to stockpile, you're not really thinking about it necessarily at that point because second quarter, third quarter, you still got a lot of game to play. There's still a lot of time on that clock, right? Things can change in the drop of a hat in the NBA, especially this day and age. they got to make the free throws. I don't I'd love to hear from the Knicks fan as well. What did it feel like to see Chris stops Porzingis give that type of a performance last night? If you think about it, and I didn't even know this stat until the game was over. And, and and look, I don't know how many I don't think Boston Celtics fans even knew this until they said it. Think about all the legends that have worn a Boston Celtics uniform, all the great players, even some that like were just passing through, right? But all those numbers that are up in the rafters at TD Bank Arena and before that, the Boston Garden, the best to ever play in the history of the NBA, not a one of them, not a one of them scored more points in their debut with the Boston Celtics than Kristaps Porzingis did last night. You couldn't write a crueler script to a Nick fan. Couldn't do it. Goes to a rival, first game in Madison Square Garden, and he goes out there and he looks like the Christoph Porzingis that the Knicks thought they were getting, hoping that they were going to be getting for the betterment of his career. Unfortunately, too many of those games were spent on the sidelines. But KP took over the game in the first quarter, took over the game in the fourth quarter, especially in the final two and a half minutes of the game when he scored nine points. He was awesome. And look, to be honest with you, I thought, especially when he had a quiet second quarter, a quiet third quarter, I thought, all right, this is just going to be one of those games where KP came out strong and then really was not going to do much the rest of the game. But nope, nope, got it going and made shots when he absolutely had to. And then the Knicks, as we said, they finally get that lead in the fourth quarter. What was it? Just under nine minutes to play. They're finally on top. Crowd is going crazy, right? Garden Faithful behind you. You think at times maybe the roof is going to come off the place. But as I'm watching this thing unfold, I'm saying to myself, you know, it's a two-point lead, four-point lead. They got it up to six. I'm saying this is not good enough. They got to stretch this thing a little bit. You got to get more of a cushion because, guys, in 2023 in the NBA, a six-point lead might as well be a one-point lead. Six-point lead could disappear in the drop of a hat, especially with the three-point shot. With four minutes left in a basketball game, that is an eternity. And the Knicks were never able to gain that separation. The contrary. They went cold from the floor. And those are situations where you key in on your best players. You know that the opponent is going to key in on your best players to try to stop them because that's where they expect the basketball to go to. And I know that Boston is a very, very good team. They are a championship caliber team. Okay? I picked them to go to the finals. But if Julius Randle... And Jalen Brunson are going to shoot the ball like they did last night. Forget about beating teams like the Boston Celtics. You got no shot. That's why it's almost a miracle that they came up that short, that they only fell four points shy. But you may not even be able to beat some of the bottom feeders in the NBA with performances like that from your two big guns. You just cannot do it. 11 of 43 from the floor. Let that sink in for a second. 11 of 43. I know it's the first game of the season. I get it. But you're essentially shooting 25%. And you know what's even scarier? Take away the three-point shots. Do you know what Brunson and Randall shot from two? From inside the arc? Five of 27. Five of 27. I shot better than that just walking by the garbage can a few times today and throwing paper in it. Who are you beating, shooting 5 of 27? And you know what? Credit Drew Holiday. Credit Jalen Brown, because those dudes lock down defensively. Lock down. But if you have decent looks, you know what? You still got to make them. I thought the best player in a Nick uniform last night, ironically enough, was Emmanuel Quickly. Mr., I don't have a contract. Mr., I'm going to be an RFA at the end of the season. I thought IQ's minutes were huge last night. Huge. And not just scoring, too. I thought he was feisty on the defensive end, sticking his hand in some passing lanes, getting some big turnovers to change the momentum of the game. Had that one big steal, kicked it out over to Grimes for that big three where, all right, you thought that maybe the Knicks were going to have something to say about this game, but they couldn't come all the way back and they couldn't finish it off. It's funny, I read somewhere over the summer and I was trying to go back to see if I could find the file on the internet. I remember reading or hearing something over the summer that Dante DiVincenzo signed with the Knicks. I didn't see him last night, did you? I'm kidding, of course, but, you know. This guy was brought in here because he's somebody that can knock down a three. Helps pace the floor a little bit. He shot the three ball better last year with the Golden State Warriors than he had in his entire career. Last night he didn't make a shot. Dante DiVincenzo made the same amount of shots as I did. And that's not what you want. Another question that I have, too, and it didn't really dawn on me as the game was unfolding. I kind of thought about this, like, after the fact. Why only 22 minutes for Josh Hart? Josh Hart, to me, is like the heart and soul of this team, right up there with, like, Jalen Brunson. I know he hasn't been there that long, but why is Josh Hart only getting 22 minutes? It's almost like he was a forgotten man. It's not like he was in foul trouble. Josh Hart was playing about 30 minutes a night last year with the Knicks. 22 minutes? That's got to change. You know, it's not like Tibbs was sitting there and stretching his rotation in any way. I mean, he still only played nine guys, and that's really all you're going to see. But Josh Hart's got to get some more run. I mean, Isaiah Hartenstein, I know, look, he was feisty last night. You know, he was attacking the glass. He was getting into it with KP and some of those other guys, throwing his body around. That's great. He shouldn't be playing more than Josh Hart. He shouldn't but I know the way the game unfolded to a certain extent last night. All right, happens one night, cool. All right, so flush this one and you move on. I get it, but here's the tricky part of this thing. Knicks have a gauntlet of a schedule to begin the season. 15 of their first 25 are on the road. Now you could look at it the other way and say, well, you know what? Last year, the Knicks were a lot better on the road than they were at home. Okay, fine, but is history going to repeat itself in consecutive seasons? I don't know that. You don't know that. And they got some tough games on that schedule, too. Boston already last night. They got Boston again coming up in, like, a couple of weeks. They got two games against the Phoenix Suns before Christmas. They've got three games with the Milwaukee Bucks, another championship or bust team. Three games with Giannis and company before Christmas, including Christmas Day. So you don't want one of these losses to linger for an extended period of time because it doesn't get much easier. And now you're going to be on the road for a three-game trip already, including a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday with Atlanta and New Orleans before then you go to Cleveland on Tuesday and you play a home-and-home with your buddies, the Cavaliers, who don't you think that they're going to be a team in search of a little bit of payback for what happened last year in the playoffs? Tough game had your chances, I don't even necessarily look at it as you take a moral victory out of it, right? This is a Knicks team that won a round last year in the playoffs. Now it's building off of that. Now it's, okay, we finished a couple of wins shy of the conference finals. How do you beat that and take it even a step further? That's where the Knicks are. You know, when we talked about them being, you know, the the goal, the ceiling, you know, a, a top three seed in the Eastern Conference, I think that's realistic. You want to say that you're not in Boston's league yet? Okay, fine. But you shouldn't settle for, oh, well, you know what? We gave it the old college try. Maybe last year, maybe the year before that. But I think that changes now. The same group essentially, save for one guy that took part in this rotation consistently last year, is back. Continuity is a good thing especially in the nba forget about the nba sports in general it's never a bad thing to have that familiarity whether it's with players whether it's with coaches and the knicks have that got to see a bounce back performance tonight down there in atlanta against our old buddy trey young remember him and those guys yep They had a tough one last night in Charlotte. They're going to be looking for a first win as well. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Started off with a little Knicks. We haven't done this since, what, May of last year? But it's hoop season. Bing, bong, bing, bong, bong, bing. That's right. That is right. We'll do a little football, of course. A lot of football, actually. Jets, Giants, big one on Sunday. Big game for both. World Series talk with CJ Nitkowski. Buttle's going to join us as well to talk some Jets. We got Thursday night football. What is this, week eight? Already in the National Football League, with the Bucks and the Bills, two teams coming off of losses. We'll see where that one gets us. Lot to get to tonight. Remember, we're rolling till just about 8:40 ish. Then we're going to turn things over to Don for Rangers and the Edmonton Oilers. It's a Dan Grasso show. 98.7 ESPN. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's rarefied air that you have an athlete who really does not have a lot of time in the city like Jalen Brunson, he's only been here for a year. But yet he built up so much stock in his one season as a Knick that I believe everything that's coming out of his mouth. You know, I believe him. I trust him. I got faith in him. So when he says to, you know, not even worry about this game and things are going to be better, shake it off, whatever you – I'm with you because I think that he will. I have total confidence that he's going to bounce back. He'll probably play great tomorrow night. I know that he had a couple of stinkers last year. Just like everybody does, but he's the least of the Knicks' worries. Let's put it this way, and I don't even want to talk in these terms. Once Jalen Brunson starts to be a concern, then you could talk about the state of the franchise as a whole and say, "Now nah, you got to be a little concerned." But no, he is—he is as close to a certainty as you would expect. that three seven seven six—that is the telephone number. All right, let's talk some Knicks. Want to hear from you? We will start it off. John in Long Island, first up, 98.7 ESPN. Johnny, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, John, what's up? Nothing. I don't I don't think last night was a very bad like it wasn't a bad loss. I think if we had a couple of calls go our way last night, we we would have won that game if Jalen Brunson didn't get called for that terrible flopping tech. Which the league was, admitted I, was was been, awful, by the way. My opinion that was that was a that was a foul it should have been three points. it should have been uh, you know three free throws but you know if we had if we had a couple of calls go our way last night we we would have we would have had a win in, in the column
1: now, now does that night, have to do with, now uh, John more. does
0: a lot of that have to do with the fact that it's because the opponent is really really good like if that if that game last night was against oh, I don't know somebody like Orlando you know would you be singing a different tune today. So if we lost against Orlando last night, you know, then you you you, you wake up angry. But Boston is in different tiers. Us everybody expected us to lose that game last night. If you're a real Knicks you. fan, you knew going into it we were losing that game. But you know what's interesting, John, and and, and I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing and I thank you for the phone call you could see how much things have shifted for this franchise, not just from the on-the-court, but even off-the-court as far as the fans interpret them. That now you use games against the Boston Celtics, who are part of not just the Eastern Conference elite, they're like the NBA elite. You're now using those games as measuring sticks. Like, back in the day, like, you just hoped you wouldn't lose by less than 20, right? Like, that was like the small victory. If you go out there and actually look respect, like, you lose by 10 points, you say, oh, you know, we fought hard. no. Now it's, can we beat teams like the Celtics? Can we beat teams like Milwaukee? Right, the elite teams in the Western Conference. That's where the Knicks have gotten because, you know what, if you're one of the final four teams still playing in the East like they were a season ago, things change. The mile markers change for you, and that's where the Knicks are. So that, to me, is a sign of progress and that things are actually trending in the right direction. Rich in Jersey. Up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Richie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. If you can hear me now, I'm just driving in between the mountains. Um, Uh, I don't think you're giving Boston enough credit. That back office did an amazing job putting this squad together. KP is actually finally playing center instead of wing. Uh, And, you know, Holiday is the perfect addition to that team. And I would rather have Tatum on the team than Kevin Durant right now. What say you? I don't well, Rich. I I don't think I'm slighting them in any way. I just sat here and I called them part of the NBA elite. I don't know how it's I'm not giving them any credit. They're really, really good. Well, and, and that's what we've been talking about here. Really, they're, they're really, really good. And they're really so, good. You know, if you look if you look at the Knicks last night, the Knicks bench uh up until the third quarter, late in the third quarter, held the Boston bench scoreless. There was a lot going on. I, I think it was just the one of those games where a couple of baskets didn't fall in, and they would have won by 10 points if, if those baskets went in instead of things out. Well, you know what it is? You play games like that against Boston, and thank you for the phone call, Rich, or, or, or games of that ilk against teams like the Celtics. What's going to end up happening is a couple of small mistakes could cost you. You might be able to overcome that against some of the lesser teams in the league. But not Boston. So, you know, it's funny with Porzingis. And I didn't, like, I didn't know how the Nick fan was really going to feel about that last night. Right? Like, I don't, I, I, it's tough for me to get a gauge as to what the relationship is right now between the Nick fan and Kristaps Porzingis. Now, obviously, he started knocking down shots last night, and he was one of the driving forces that Boston won that game. So, of course, the fans are going to hate him, and they're going to chant things like they did at that arena last night. But think about it. They bring him in. Yeah, exactly. And he was an outsider. And they immediately put him into the starting lineup at the expense of a guy who's a mainstay in Boston, a guy who's one of the most well-respected guys in that room and on that team, and Al Horford. And Al Horford was the one coming off the bench. And by the way, Horford did a couple of really big shots, by the way. There weren't many, but the couple that he hit, I thought were pretty big at the time. But KP's one of these guys who's going to tease you He's going to go out there and have games like he did last night where he's going to put that ability on display to where you know that, yeah, he's got it in you. I mean, shoot, that's why the Knicks drafted him. They thought that he was going to be doing things like that in a Knicks uniform for the balance of his career, but it didn't work out that way. And now the worst thing is, is if this is a common occurrence for the remainder of the season, every single time you line up against the Boston Celtics, you hope not if you're the Knicks. You know, he got a kick out of it, though. You know? He enjoyed every second of that. Don't worry, he'll be back. I think February, Boston comes back to Madison Square Garden. We'll see if he can stay in the lineup because durability has been a big issue with KP, as we know. February 24th, ABC game, national TV, Nick Celtics. eight hundred nine 3776 We'll continue with the Nick calls. Also, we'll get into a little football. Big one on Sunday. Jets, Giants, Giants, Jets. Dan Gross' show, 987 ESPN. Just driving in between the mountains.